Lots to talk about here today. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two choices. You can either talk about your five-day water fast or the HomePod first. Which one do you want to start off with? I think we should talk about the HomePod first and keep the five-day water fast for the end so that people who don't care about that kind of stuff can just you know, stop listening at that point towards the end of the show. Perfect. Yeah, I like it. So uh, the HomePod, uh, it was obviously up for pre-order, was that a week or two weeks ago? Uh, they started shipping this week. People started getting them on Friday. Uh, you had a very notorious smuggler bring you back a couple of these across several borders. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, I uh, dispatched my uh, wife to go pick one up in the United Kingdom, in London, because currently it's not available in uh, in France. It's only available in uh, the UK, Australia, and the United States. So what I had done previously is that I had pre-ordered uh, two for pickup in um, in London, and I invited my wife to go visit her very good friend uh, in London, which was the occasion to pick him up, which is what she did. Uh, so she came back uh, yesterday night, Sunday night, late at night, so unfortunately I didn't really get to... Um, to play with them last night, and on top of that, uh, besides the fact that she came home pretty late, um, there was no internet in my house all day tomorrow, all, ye- all day yesterday, uh, and for most of today. Um, so right now it's uh, 4:30 in France in the afternoon, and I just uh, got internet like what two hours ago back in the house. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this morning I went to my parents. I, I didn't have internet. I went to my parents with the HomePod and set it up over there and started playing with it over there. So I didn't really have as much um, as much uh, time with it as I would have wanted, really. And not as much you know, hands-on experience with it as I would have wanted and to be able to report on it on, on this show. So I do... I'll do my best. Uh, for those wondering, my wife didn't get arrested, obviously, since she made it. But uh, she told me that um, the guy, the security check at the train station, because she took the train from London to Paris, um, the guy um, was like, hey, what do you have in your bag when she scanned it? <laughs> he said, do you have a speaker? She's like, no, I have two. And uh, he made her put him out and kind of made gentle fun of her for... Um, for traveling, for making all the make, making it all the way to London just for two speakers, and, <laughs> but uh, nothing illegal in that, and she made it home safe, so that's good. And um, yeah, so um, first things first, like uh, the first impression was that these things are much heavier than you think. The box are pretty bulky, uh, to be expected, um, but. It's pretty heavy. I'm actually amazed. Like she was able to carry two of these in her backpack uh, on the on the way back from London because it's super super heavy. It's probably I would say at ten to fifteen pounds. Like at, with the with the packaging and everything. It's, yeah, it's about ten fifteen pounds a pop. So very very heavy, very sturdy, which is a good thing I think for a speaker like this. Even when you unwrap it and box it, obviously it's still a pretty heavy speaker, and I think that's good because it makes it like sturdy. You know, like it, you don't feel like it's gonna move. You don't feel like you're gonna knock it out if you uh, brush it walking by or something. So I think it's a good thing. Real time update. I looked it up. It, they're five and a half pounds. Five and a half pounds. Yeah, I'm looking on Apple's website right now. Size, weight, and color. 
6.8 inches high, 5.6 inches wide, and they weigh five and a half pounds. Okay. Or 5.5, yeah. So my uh, weight estimation is way off then. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, this is something I've heard consistently. I've probably seen at least 10 HomePod video reviews from various uh, sources, and I've also read multiple HomePod reviews. This was something that was constantly brought up as this thing was – you think when you first see it, it's going to be a more portable speaker, and you're wondering why Apple didn't go uh, yeah. uh, wireless or put a battery in here. But they said the heft and the weight is so much more than you expected. You would not want to lug this thing around and use it as like a portable speaker. Yeah. Uh, and the packaging is pretty heavy itself. The packaging doesn't double the weight of the of the HomePod itself, but it is it is heavy. You can tell. Like they... There's a lot of material in there. So um, anyway, beautiful stuff when you take it out of the box. Uh, as usual, it's a very nice unboxing, you know, uh, in typical Apple fashion. Uh, looks beautiful. Uh, the fabric, um, net mesh textile um, stuff around the speaker to protect the speakers inside, uh, the actual speakers, um, is beautiful, nice to the touch. Um, I think you probably heard about, like, the... Um, um, the electrical cable is very nice as well. I don't know what it's made of. Like the the outside is made of some sort of fabric, or I'm not sure what it's it. Braided, I think it's braided material. It's I would see. I, I don't know if I would refer to it as braided, but uh, maybe it's the technical term. I don't know. Uh, to me, when I when I think braided, I think like this braided, uh, you know, lightning cable and stuff like this. And I don't know. That doesn't. I don't know, but it's, it, it, they are beautiful. Um, I've seen several reviews saying I've never seen such a cable before. I've seen such cables before. <laughs> um, I don't think, you know, Apple came up with that, but it's, it, it's nice. It's nice cable. It, again, it looks like very luxurious, very premium and kind of something I wish they used in, in other cables, like the, um, the lightning cable that come with your iPhone or something. Um, and other than that, it's a pretty small, um, pretty small device, uh, really very, um, unassuming, you know, it kind of looks plain, but in a good way, not in a bad way, not in negative, uh, way. It just looks like something you could put somewhere on your shelves and it wouldn't look out of place anywhere in your house, really, especially depending on the colors. Like I have a white one that I think kind of stands out. Um, but because it's not black, it doesn't look like a, a typical speaker. So I think like to someone who doesn't know what it is, it might get a little attention and maybe, uh, raise questions like, what is this thing? Like, what does it do? Like, is it like a, like an air, air sensor or air, um, um, carbon monoxide uh, sensor or something like this? It just, it's just like a very unassuming design in a very, very, um, positive way. Um, set up is fairly easy, like uh, stuff we've seen with iOS 11, uh, like we've seen, for example, with uh, AirPods. You just uh, you just get your iPhone nearby the HomePod, and you have the setup um, showing up on your screen. Um, you tap a couple uh, OK and continue buttons. You're basically acknowledging um, to some terms and conditions, I think, and you also. Um, you're also being asked if you want to let uh, let the the device tap into your uh, notes and reminders and messages while you're away or something. 
um, I agree to everything to get the best out of it. And um, it's basically done in about 30 or 45 seconds. So very, very simple. And let me, yeah, go let ahead. me stop you on the setup. I got a couple questions for you here. Uh, the first one is uh, another seemingly consistent thing I saw in the reviews is people struggling with the uh, with the pairing. I saw one gentleman not only try his and his wife's iPhones, but he tried two or three iPads, just could not get the pairing to go through. You said yours worked first time? Yeah, kind of. I had to play around with it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I know. So I had to... Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my sound levels right now and they keep adjusting on the fly when they shouldn't be and that's driving me insane. That's driving me insane. Um, I had to bring my iPhone like several times around. Like, So I brought my iPhone like around it and nothing happened and I knew something had to happen. Um, so I just locked the phone, you know, I pressed the lock button, unlocked the phone again and I, I might have done that a couple of times and then finally... Uh, I think there was a sound on, on the HomePod making it sound like something was happening. And then the little pop-up window showed up on the phone. So I feel like if you're not entirely sure what you're supposed to do, you could get lost very easily. Because I knew I knew what to expect. I knew what to look for. And I knew there was a little bug going on or, or uh, something unexpected here. So I kept you know doing it. But for someone who might not be in the know... It might be very confusing as to what's going on and why it's not working as Apple is telling you it should. Right. Yeah. It's it's weird to me that they even gave themselves an extra couple of months to get this thing out to market. And that uh, a bug as it I mean, it doesn't sound like it caused much of a problem for you. But again, for the general public, it's trying to experience this. Maybe they don't have a ton of experience with Apple products. That's a bad look, right? That's a bad first impression when especially when you're touting how easy it is to pair this thing with other Apple devices, if that doesn't work first time, that's uh, I feel like that's uh, Apple dropping the ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, once the initial setup was done, then Siri walks you through a few commands. So it says, "Hey, welcome to your new HomePod or something." Um, Tell me, you can refer to me by you can call me by saying, you know, "Hello, Siri." Uh, try it. So you try it. And then it says, um, you can ask me about news, about the weather, and you can ask me to play your favorite music or whatever. Um, here, tell me to play music. So you say, well, play music. And then it says, here, here is a station made specifically for you based on your tastes. And then it starts playing music. And then that's the end of it. And then, you know, like the setup is over. Or like you don't have any other things you you know, you don't have any other instructions or any kind of tips as to what you can do. And because I've done this setup twice, now I did it once at my parents. And then when, when I came back home, for some reason, it wouldn't connect to my Wi-Fi network. So I just reset the HomePod and started all over. And that's when I realized, I was like, that's not much indications as to what, as to what this device can do. Like, I wish there was maybe more um, tips like a list of things it can do, or maybe just say, by the way, uh, I know you're excited to play with your new HomePod right now. Um, you know, you'll find the link, or we're gonna email you like a link to the user manual and see what you can do uh, with with the HomePod. 
Um, I, f- I found like there was like a little thing missing here. And I myself was like, okay, what else can I do with this thing? So I went to the Apple user guide, but not everybody knows that there's an, uh, a user guide available for the HomePod on- online. And again, like more uh, novice people might feel a little lost. Like may- now you might argue that novice people might not even buy a HomePod right now. And maybe in the future, this setup will change and be fine-tuned a little bit. But I don't know, as... As a power user, I was like, mm, I'm not sure what I can do with this thing. What about you tell me more? And there was nothing um, for me to be said, to be, um, to be shared about what you can do. Another one other, the other question I had about the setup was you said that you kind of agreed to let it handle everything. Um, so there's no worry. I guess it's really just you and your family, but there's no worry about, uh, uh, other voices having access to like read out your text messages and things like that. Ah, man, that's a trick question. See, that's why I wish I had more time to play with it, because I believe I believe there is something that if my phone is not on the same Wi-Fi network, or if my phone is off, or if my phone is not in my house, um, you wouldn't be able to say, send a text message or read my text messages. So, for example, if I'm away, and again... I haven't had much time, not as much as I would want to. I can correct this next week, or maybe some people would be correcting me before then. But um, I believe that if I go out of my house with my phone right now, and my wife says, read my text messages, hoping <laughs> that she will read my my text messages, she won't be able to because my phone is not nearby. I believe it is... Um, I believe it is set up like this. I spent a little time in the settings. There's not much, no, not many settings, uh, to be tweaked, uh, on, uh, on the HomePod. And I think this is, um, what I saw. Uh, again, not entirely sure, unfortunately. Um, where is it? Oh yeah. It's in a weird location. <laughs> that now, See, that's something I didn't put in the notes. But the fact that you control, like the HomePod settings live into the Home app is weird. This is weird to me. This is, uh, this is kind of clunky. Kind of clunky. Um, I was hoping, I mean, I would, I would have preferred seeing like a standalone home application uh, where you have your home, kind of like the, uh, the watch app where you have everything related to the watch inside in the watch spot, application yeah. yeah in one spot rather than going into um the home application i, I, I don't know it it doesn't feel uh it doesn't feel right to me um anyway i can't find right now the settings uh to what can be done by who uh if i'm not around um anyway that's something that we can confirm um next next week sure um what else well sound quality i guess we can talk about that <laughs> i guess we'll men- briefly mention it quick um <laughs> uh, all right so you see how you've heard everybody pretty much saying this is the best sounding speaker this is like s- such a great speaker blah 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 and i yes and i feel like at least in what I've read and the videos I've seen, there there's a little piece of disclaimer that maybe goes as uh, unnecessary to mention, but that could uh, that could lead to um, ha- 
to bring people to have high expectations. I feel like the very small piece of disclaimer, again, maybe, maybe, maybe it makes sense. Maybe it's common sense that this, this is it. But the very little thing disclaimer is that this is the best sounded sp- sounding speaker for its size. Right. And I, you know, I guess it makes sense, but when you've, when you've read reviews and you've watched videos and everybody is in awe in front of this thing saying, this is the best speaker ever, blah, blah, blah. You're like, well, yes, it is the best speaker for its size. Considering its size, it is definitely, the, it's definitely amazing. I don't know if it's the best because, uh, I'm not in a position to judge if, if it is the best, but it is the best I've heard in its size and in slightly bigger sizes. That's definitely the case. This said, uh, it's, you know, even if you have like a, a, a mediocre home, uh, home stereo, like I did, you know, I had like a, an amp and see series going up here. Um, I had a, I had like an, an amp and, uh, five speakers and a nice sub in my house before. And it was like, you know, kind of, um, entry level setup i believe it was nicer than this now you're ten, you know like we're comparing like apple and oranges but i just want to make it clear like this is not like the solution to all your sounding your home sounding needs uh this is not this is not going to cut it for a lot of people um but it is indeed a great sound um so you're trying to temper expectations because you feel like there's very high expectations. Yes. Out there. Yes. Um, what, uh, what do you think compared to, here's a good comparison. What do you, what do you think compared to that? Uh, was it a JBL flip or, oh. <laughs> uh, is it night and day, night and day difference? I mean, cause that wasn't, we're talking, that was another $200 speaker. Yeah. Which, which one did I have again? The JBL. Maybe it was the JBL something a plus. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember it up right now really I, quick. But, I had uh, it on a daily deal. I had it on a daily yeah. deal, and you're like, oh, that looks like a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, oh, Extreme. Extreme. Extreme, extreme speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, with a name like this, seriously. Um, yeah, that was the extreme. Okay. Okay. Miles away. Like the home part is miles, miles and miles ahead of, of the extreme in every possible way. Um, just everything. And that original manufacturing price, at least according to Amazon was two ninety nine ninety five. So again, when it first came out, I'm, you know, I'm sure it's been on super sale since then, but at some point they thought this is a $300 speaker. So when you're talking, when you're comparing that to Apple's three hundred fifty dollars speaker, I think that's worth note there. Right. So I'm no sound expert, uh, very far from that. Um, I think I can appreciate good sound, but not even in a very amateurish kind of way. I just, you know, I can say, oh, this sounds good or this sounds bad, but I'm not going to be able to pinpoint a lot of things. What I'm able to pinpoint here, and that's again something I've seen in, in many reviews, is that you can easily discern. Um, tell about all the different sounds that are coming from a given song. So, for example, in a typical band setup, like you can easily hear, okay, this is guitar one, this is guitar two, this is the bass line, this is the drum, this is the vocals, and here is the back vocals. And I feel like in many, many speakers, in most speakers for that matter, you can't really, it all comes at you in just like one sound. And here, 
it comes at you in different levels. It's like each musician comes at you from a different place, which gives a real, um, like a lively dimension to the music. I, and that's something that I can't really put words on. Like it feels like it's coming from different ways. Like it thinks everything is so clear that you can tell everything apart in a song. Um, and, and I, and I tried this in different, different kind of music. Um, but mostly what I like, you know, the kind of music I like the best, like the alternative and rock and a lot of, uh, reggae, um, which has like some super deep bass and very clean, like guitar strumming and sometimes some very, um, like, uh, strong vocals and uh, strong bass lines as well. So, and I don't know, it was just very clear, like very, very crystal clear music in, in all my testings. Like the only one that sounded pretty bad was like the old Bob Marley uh, recordings that, you know, sounded pretty bad. Anywhere you look, <laughs> you listen to them, they just <laughs> sound bad because it was a bad recording, you know, like from 50 or 60 years ago. So, um, yeah, it's... I, I guess like I, I've I've read it uh, described as three dimensional sound, and I think that's that's the perfect um, uh, uh, the perfect explanation for it, or at least label for it. It it really sounds like three dimensional. You would never be able to tell it comes from this tiny little thing that's like three feet away from you. Did you have you cranked it up to max volume yet to see if it distorts at higher volumes? Yeah, I, I've done it and. There is a bit of distortion. You kind of lose some of this, like three dimensions, like some some of the clarity. Um, but it is at hundred percent level. It is the best sounded speaker I've ever heard, ever on any possible setup at hundred percent. I mean, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Even my, my home stereo, or I have a couple of friends. We have a couple of, like really good home stereo setups, and I've heard theirs. Um, be distorted and you know, or like at not even at reaching like seventy percent level. Uh, now we're talk- again we're comparing apple and oranges here because even at hundred percent here, it's probably like fifty percent of their home setup. But it's it, it's it still kept some of its clarity, even though it wasn't as good as it was. I feel like eighty percent is the sweet spot where it's really loud. But you are in the spot where it's super loud, but still extremely perfectly clear. And um, again, in my very, very, very short hands-on time with it, uh, when I wanted it to be loud, uh, that's uh, what um, what I uh, what I set it to. Is where is the speaker relative to your house? Oh, I know, you got two of them. So I guess where did you place both of those? I didn't unpack one of them, so okay. I have only one right now. I, and I've been moving it around the house. Um, I've been moving it around the house. I've heard that it sounds better up against a wall, and I know that it's got all kinds of fancy, like it can tell where it's at in the room and it adjusts its sound accordingly. But I have heard from some of those that have had the speaker for a while now. Uh, they said that if it's up against the wall. It just tends to uh, that that 3D sound just tends to the the I guess you call it the sound stage just kind of grows a little bit. Um, what I personally found was best was in a corner, 
Like it was in yeah. a corner and I was like, ooh, that sounds really good uh-huh. right here. That's the spot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not entirely sure where this one will go yet, how it's going to end up. I'm still going to be, you know, playing with it and right now. So right now it's in my office and then it's going to go back in the living room. And so we'll see where it ends up. But um, yeah, from a sound perspective, it is it is truly Truly amazing. And before we move on from sound, there I had one pertinent thing I wanted to add here because over the weekend, you, have you seen this? This uh, audio file from Reddit uh, gave it a grade. Um, anyways, it was tweeted out by Phil Schiller and over the weekend, and it's honestly it's kind of amazing to me that somebody of his high level up is quickly made aware of you know a Reddit post, something kind of low level. So I think whoever is doing their PR is. Is, is got it down because it's awesome that he gets word of this and is able to tweet it out. Maybe he's doing it himself. I don't know. Maybe he found it himself. But in uh, uh, on Reddit, in the subreddit audio file, and you know these guys are very much on their game. They, you know, where we talk about we don't really understand sound that well. These folks do it as a hobby. And uh, user Winter Charm just wrote a little blurb. I'll read to you. I'm speechless. The HomePod actually sounds better than the KEF or KEF X300A. And if you're new to the audiophile world, he says, KEF is a very well-respected and much-loved speaker company. I actually deleted my first measurements and rechecked everything because they were that good. I thought I'd made an error. Apple has managed to extract peak performance from a pint-sized speaker, a feat that deserves a standing ovation. And he says the HomePod is 100% an audiophile-grade speaker. So I know you were trying to temper it, you know, kind of, Lower expectations so people don't get uh, disappointed. But I think that's probably the highest mark I've seen. And I'm honestly kind of surprised that Apple, when they shipped all these units out to tech writers, that they didn't do a similar strategy as when they, they released their Apple Watch, right? Because they really went they really went all in on the Apple Watch being more of a watch than anything else. And so they sent these Apple Watches, the first units, to watch blogs you know blogs that are more devoted to standard and analog watches and not so much tech stuff and they got a really nice spread and coverage and i'm surprised they didn't do this with audiophile and speaker type blogs um as they're really selling this as a speaker first a great sounding speaker first it seemed like the same kind of deal to me so but i mean they're still getting the exposure and again i thought this was worth noting because uh i think that's high praise that's that probably means more to me if I'm trying to make a decision than a lot of the tech reviews. Yeah. Um, and this guy is an expert, which I'm not. So he, he <laughs> gives you a more informed uh, opinion. Well, he, a bunch of and test data. results too. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of data. So this doesn't really lie. Um, so sound is really good. The bass is really, really Really good. Again, and, and you know, okay, what's really amazing is that this thing doesn't move. Like, I had it on a glass table, and the volume was at 100% playing house music, and any any speaker, uh, your iPhone, for that matter, would probably just, like, fall off, the, fall off the table on its own after a couple of minutes of vibrations, uh, but the thing doesn't move. And um, I believe it's, like, the way, like, the subwoofer is suspended, um, I'm not sure about how I, I haven't looked into like the iFixit teardown quite yet. I know they've done it, they've released it this morning. I haven't had time to look at it, but I believe like the sub is like suspended instead of just being like laying flat. 
And that's what makes it so that it doesn't really move uh, at all. You, so you, when you touch it, you feel the vibration, um, but the, 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 the speaker itself doesn't move because of the vibration that it creates. Well, I was just going to say, let's move on from sound quality. I'm really anxious to hear about uh, the smarts. Now, I know you haven't had a ton of time, but you already said you feel like you, you, know, you wish that it would tell you uh, or giving you more of a heads up or more hints on what you can ask it. Have you tried asking Siri a bunch of questions here? Did you get the results you were expecting? What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I went into the user guide and looked into what you can ask Siri just to be sure that you have like a comprehensive list of things you can ask. And there's not much you can ask. Uh, there's some things you can do on your phone, um, but there's other things that you can't really do. Um, so you can do things like sending a message, which is always nice. There's things that um, like uh, setting uh, a timer. Uh, so set a timer for five minutes. Um, you can't create, and that's just mind boggling. You can't create a calendar appointment, which is super weird. Uh, you can't ask for directions to be sent to your phone. So which is something I thought was pretty straightforward. You know, give me direction. Can you send directions uh, from here to Paris to my phone? You know, and it should be pretty straightforward. But no, it cannot do that. Um, so I started looking at the one uh, on the user guide. Okay, let's, let's, let's run these that Apple is telling me I can actually use. So there was this one song playing and I tweeted about it this morning. There's this one song playing and... Um, I ask Siri, um, hey Siri, what's, um, uh, what's this song? And it tells me, um, uh, correctly that this song, uh, this is, uh, the song is called Somebody to Love by a band called Abby the Nomad. I'm like, cool. Um, and I said, Siri, who plays guitar on this track? And then Siri tells me the name of all the band members of Jefferson Airplane, like a band from the 60s, who actually played a song called Somebody to Love, like very famous song, like probably everybody knows this song. So same title, different song, not even like a cover of the original or anything, just a very different song, same title. When I asked who played in this band from 2018, Siri gave me the band members from 60 years ago on an unrelated <laughs> band who happened to sing a song by the same title. And I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. And also, um, I, I'm just seeing at my tweet history here, during the first HomePod setup, um, at the end of the setup, it, it said, hey, um, um, here is, uh, let me play some music for you. Here is one from Robert Marley. And uh, Robert Marley is actually, is actually Bob Marley. Uh, you know, so it's like, uh, I know his, I know his name, Robert Nesta Marley, but, uh, nobody, nobody, not even his nobody mom. Nobody calls him that. Yeah. Not, not even, not even his mom, you know, <laughs> everybody called him Bob. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Uh, so there was yeah. this plus, um, like telling me the band members. And then I tried again, uh, later on with another song and I asked, who's the singer of this band? And he kept telling me. This is uh, the neighborhood. The title of the song is that. And I said, but wh wh who's the name of the singer? This song is by the neighborhood. And the title is that. I'm like, I tried like three or four times and it kept giving me the same answer, like, like word for word. And I just gave up. Um, 
my daughter came back from uh, school like uh, a little while before we started recording the podcast and she was excited and she asked Siri a bunch of questions about the weather and Siri was able mm -hmm. to answer correctly that tomorrow should be a nice day. And uh, Siri didn't know if my daughter should wear a dress or a t-shirt tomorrow. Um, but uh, so that's very basic stuff. I asked Siri earlier today to convert 316 British pounds to euros. 316 British pounds is the price of the HomePod in the UK. So I wanted to see how much it is in, in euro. And it wasn't able to. Like, it got stuck on a request. It kept telling me, uh, what do you want to convert to euro? What do you want to convert to euro? And I said, 316 British pounds. What do you want to convert to euro? And then I said, 316 British pound. What do you want to convert to euro? British pound? How many British pound do you want to convert to euro? 316? What do you want to convert to euro? It's like, you know, it was, like it was stuck in a loop of couldn't make it out of here. And then I grabbed my phone and my phone was able to figure it out like instantly. Um, so Siri can do it. Siri somehow on the HomePod got stuck in the loop where it couldn't do it. I tried a little later with um, different... Um, um, different con conversion rates, just just to try, like convert this to DAOs or something, 50 euros in DAOs. It was able sure. to do it. Um, but, you know, like there is this like couple of things where I was like, this is kind of, uh, this is kind of useless here. You're not helping me at all, Siri. Um, again, not enough time to judge. Uh, something that I'm able to judge is the clarity of the voice. I don't know if it's because it's a bigger body or if it's a voice that's been optimized for HomePod, but it seems like very clear, very, again, very uh, clean voice. Um, the answer from Siri are usually pretty fast. They seem to be faster on, than they are on the phone. Again, not sure if it's, you know, I mean, my head maybe, um, but I wasn't, I, I was, I was not disappointed by the rapidity by which it was answering my queries when it was answering them correctly. Right. Um, so not uh, not much there. Um, I feel like my wife tested something and and she was impressed. She, this is she tested series smart and my, and my wife was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool. She can do this." But I can't remember what it is exactly. Um, now something that's really cool and probably besides sound, the coolest thing on this thing is voice recognition. Or voice, I should say maybe voice detection. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing to a point where it is better, uh, it has better voice uh, understanding or voice, yeah, voice recognition uh, than an actual human being. You can, and I did some tests at 100% volume where I was maybe like 20 feet away from it behind a piece of furniture, behind actually the kitchen counter. So like there was like a kitchen like blocking the voice <laughs> and the sound was playing at 100%. And I told Siri to do something like skip the next song or lower the volume or something. And it was able to do it. Um, I, was, I was like standing next to the, to, the pod, to the home pod and then my wife was here. It was playing at 100%. I told Siri to do something. I couldn't even hear my own voice. My wife couldn't hear my own voice. And Siri just did it. This is amazing. In my, in my house right here, I had Siri in the living room. 
And I was in my uh, on my desk, which is like two rooms apart, and there is a door in between, like at least a door frame. The door was open, right? And I said the the music was playing, I think, at eighty percent, uh, which is my which seems to be my uh, my uh, cruise volume here, cruising volume. And I said that normal voice, as if I was talking to my wife sitting next to me in the same room. I said. Um, Siri um, changed the song or something increased the volume lower the volume boom it did it I was like how is it how can you even do this like I'm like there's walls behind between us there is a door frame a door it's open but it's pretty far and the music is playing pretty loudly there is no way ever like a real person would have even heard my voice uh, let alone understand what I was saying and it was able to this just like just just like threw me away. Like I just I just couldn't. I I still can't believe how good it is, and I don't know what kind of black magic they they doing for this. But it is it is out of this world. Out of this world. I can I can picture you like diving over couches and uh, <laughs> <laughs> running around the house like a little kid. Just like all right, this one's behind the bathroom door. Around the corner, <laughs> hey Siri! Oh my gosh! You like you run outside. You're like behind three bushes and a tree. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> I got you. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's awesome, though. And yeah, you've you know you've heard, and I, Apple definitely touted this. It's it's like directional laser mic or something. You know, they use these fancy terms for it, but it's definitely far field uh, voice recognition is is a lot better in this than it has been in their previous products. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now that you talk about uh, directional, like something I didn't mention about talking about sound is that anywhere you are around the home part, let's say if it's you know in the center of a room or in a corner of a room or something, anywhere you go, as long as you keep the same distance, obviously, from, from, the, from the device, it feels like you're hearing the same thing, you know, like it doesn't feel like you're hearing it doesn't feel like you're losing any kind of sound, uh, depending on where, where you are in the room compared to the placement of the home pod. And this also is something I've never really experienced before, you know? Um, so yeah, the voice, uh, voice, uh, recognition is just, is just out of this world. I mean, it, it is something to be to experience to just believe it. It's it's incredible. Um, finally, uh, something that I tested because I'm very much interested in in that is uh, pairing it with my Apple TV to use the HomePod as a speaker for my TV. We mostly ninety percent of the time we just watch Apple TV and and we watch uh, Apple TV, and we hear the sound for this, uh, the speakers of the TV, which are crappy. And uh, I was hoping I could you know, pair my HomePod to it and send the sound to HomePod and have a nicer sound. And uh, I've read mixed results about this, but uh, in my very limited testings, which happened to just be Netflix, because that's 99% of our TV watching is Netflix, so I don't really care much right now. Uh, in this initial phase about anything else, uh, it worked perfectly. Like I couldn't notice any kind of um, delay or buffering or anything like this uh, between um, the image that I was looking at and the sound that I was uh, hearing. 
So uh, this is good. You can just, you know, select your um, HomePod just like you would select any other speaker or maybe some AirPods. If you pair them with your Apple TV, it works the same. You select it and boom, the sound comes from, um, from, from the HomePod. So very, very cool. I feel, I feel like tonight I'm going to be testing this more. We're going to be watching a movie or something or a series on Netflix and, and, uh, and, and play the sound through that. Um, so that worked good. Um, I guess the mileage may vary depending on the applications you're using or maybe if it's a game or um, uh, sound might not be coming as good or maybe come with a little delay. Uh, I'm not sure. I know with Netflix in my five or 10 minutes of testing, it was just perfectly in sync. So that's, that's good. Um, I tried uh, airplaying a podcast from overcast to the home pod and it worked good it worked you know and all of a sudden just stopped playing on the home pod and then i look at my phone and i see um like the time uh grabber keeps you know keeps moving like the podcast is still playing but it stopped playing on the home pod um so i you know tinkle tinkle with it a little bit and then you know start turn off the music on the home pod play the podcast directly on my phone. It's working fine on my phone. So I send it back to the HomePod. It takes a few seconds. Finally, it gets it on the HomePod. I'm like, oh, maybe just a temporary bug. So I put my phone down, get going, keep working a little bit. And then all of a sudden, does the same thing. Sound stops out of the blue on HomePod. And I look at my phone. The podcast is apparently still playing. And then at this point, I I just uh, I just gave up. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it, uh, not not impressed by AirPlay. I know it's not AirPlay two right now, and this is going to be coming later this year. Um, but I would have expected this basic feature of sending music or um, audio 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 yeah. uh, from uh, Overcast or any app. It could be Spotify for that matter to the HomePod should have been more reliable. So I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe I just need to reboot my phone. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something, maybe I'm going to try again tonight or tomorrow and it's going to be working perfectly. But right now it's something that I experienced and I wanted to, uh, to note. Yeah. That's rough considering Apple's cut off Bluetooth access. <laughs> like yeah. if you're going to make me, if you're going to force me to use your proprietary, uh, over the air technology like this, that should work. Yeah. And and I'll agree with you. AirPlay two is much more promising. If you remember AirPlay one, my my nightmare with AirPlay one was always harkens back to the Apple TV games. You know, Apple for a long time tried to sell us, and I was kind of bought in for a little bit on over the air. You know, using your phone as a control. This was before Apple TV four and the apps and everything. You would play games over AirPlay to your Apple TV, and there was such a lag, and it was just it was just a nightmare. It wasn't reliable. Uh, very slow. And so that's really my experience, you know, kind of sums up my experience with AirPlay. So it's a bummer that uh, they haven't seemed to fix some of those issues, especially on a speaker that can only use AirPlay. Yeah, yeah. But to conclude, uh, is it worth the price? I don't know. Um, I feel like if if you're a Spotify user, probably (laughs) not. (laughs) But um, I could tell, again, very limited time. I was listening... Having this thing in the house and being so easy to use, so frictionless, you know, you just tell it to play music. There's nothing to do. You don't, you know, you don't have to grab your phone. You don't have to do anything. You can control everything by voice. Like 
this afternoon, like it was the first time that we were playing music again in our house since we moved to France because we didn't have any speaker. We had like the home um, stereo in, in California, but here we haven't had anything. And it's been kind of playing in the house, you know, like we just have the TV playing or sometimes I play music on the iPad Pro, but it's terrible sound. And all of a sudden it felt like this afternoon, like life was coming back into the house through the the HomePod. You could argue that you could do this with any speaker and that it would be true. Um, but I, again, in this very, very, very short time with it, I feel like I'm, I'm having, I'm appreciating being able to control music without actually touching anything. We're just saying it. And I feel like listening to classical music because I'm starting to work right now and I need to focus a little more. And I just say, hey, play classical music. And also classical music. Oh, I don't like this. I, I want more piano. Boom, it plays more piano. And uh, I don't know, there's something kind of nice about this. And maybe like the um, the Sono speaker coming with uh, Alexa support and are going to be able to to provide a similar experience. Um, I know it's probably not something I would have experienced if it wasn't for the HomePod because I wouldn't go out and buy probably not buy a Sonos with Alexa. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm appreciating this right now. Um, I guess I can I'll be able to give you a little more feedback about this and using it next week when I've actually had several days more than, uh, instead of several hours to play with it. Um, but so far, I'm definitely not regretting the 316 British pounds uh, I spent on it, which I believe is uh, 380 euros or 350 euros. Um, so yeah, so far, two thumbs up. Um, Siri smarts, not so smart. So that's probably the worst thing about it. But the good news is this is just software and this can be updated. It feels like the hardware is solid enough that they might take an approach kind of similar to AirPods where they probably don't update the hardware for several years because it doesn't need to be updated uh, or upgraded. So I feel like this version of HomePod, um, or this specific model, we're probably going to have it for several years and then Apple will make some uh, incremental updates uh, to the software to add more reliability and maybe even more features. And I hope... Um, more reliability to to Siri because right now as it stands it's it's really bad uh in my very short experience it's been pretty bad um but you know as far as playing music saying play this play that play this playlist play play that album it's been pretty spot on yeah that's interesting i don't know if it, it, you just feel like such the perfect use case you know what i mean like i can totally understand why you love it and why you think it's worth 350 um, I just, you know, it's, there's, it's such a niche. It's really pigeonholed. It's like, if you love Apple music, if you don't have a premium or a decent Bluetooth speaker right now in your home, if you don't, you know, there's a lot of things there that make this the absolute perfect product for you. Yeah. I just don't know if it's, I just don't know if it's that across the board. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been impressed. I'll say I've been impressed. You know, I've been skeptical of this product from the get go, uh, particularly because of its price point. And now, really, my biggest beef with it is is the Siri because Apple you kickstarted this whole thing. You were the first one to do the, you know, OS wide digital assistant with the iPhone 4s, and I believe 2011. You were ahead of the game on everybody, and somehow you managed to not improve it enough over the years to give Amazon, Google, and honestly, probably Facebook a huge head start. 
So yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know. When you say that's just software and they can improve on that, I have zero faith that Siri's going to get significantly better the next year or two. But um, you know, on that, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Uh, but I can. I agree with you that if you're heavily invested in something else like Spotify, uh, I mean that that right off the bat would probably be like a no go. Um, or if you already have like a nice setup in your house and you don't need another speaker, even you know, like the Echo, I feel like is like a nice little speaker for the kitchen, but the Echo is like hundred bucks, <laughs> and this is not like at. 350 bucks the home pod is not unless you have loads of cash which is a different kind of you know um kind of uh target here but if you're a normal person without loads of cash the home pod is not like oh i'm gonna grab one for the kitchen kind of device or oh i'm gonna grab one for the garage when i you know uh, work on my project car or something it's it is an investment at that price and if you already have um, some sound equipment or a decent speaker, I feel it, it's it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell because what what I personally like being able to control the music with voice is not like one of it's it's great, but it's not a must-have, especially if you already have a speaker. So um, so yeah, it might be it might be tough for Apple. Um, to sell these things, but uh, but who knows? It might be up to a slow start, and once people uh, start buying these, and other people start seeing them into other people's houses, and and see how cool it looks, and how great it sounds, and how easy it is to operate, uh, maybe it might be you know like uh, some, f- maybe it it might be a slow success, you know. It might be a slow success. It's definitely not, definitely not going to be selling 50 million of them like they sell iPhones every quarter. That's not going to happen. Um, but um, but um, yeah, good good product. I personally, in my few hours spending with it, I'm I'm liking it. And again, next week I can tell you uh, a little more about it. And maybe next week I'll be like, I hate this shit. <laughs> just, just <laughs> get I'm, it out of here. Get it out of here. I'm sending it back. I'm sending my wife back to London to return them. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. That's funny. I doubt it. Uh, but uh, we shall see. Yeah, I look forward to getting some more thoughts on from you on this uh, next week. Uh, that kind of took up most of the show, but before we get out of here, I did want to talk to you about your five-day water fast. When we talked last week, you said you were 20 hours uh, into the fast, and you didn't seem super confident that you were going to make it to the end. You were like, ah, you know, if I make it a day or two, that'll be good. But I saw a tweet from you uh, Friday, I believe. Uh, it's a picture. It said, you were holding a bottle of water, and it said, breakfast of champions. <laughs> I went through your timeline a little bit. And it turns out you had kept up with it. So I'm first of all, let me say congrats. I'm very impressed. That's a tough feat. You know, even in my short term, 12, 14 hours of fasting, I get very hungry. And uh, I can't imagine trying to do it for a whole week. So go ahead and, and drop some knowledge on us on how that turned out for you. All right. So first things first, it is much easier than it sounds. And it it is 
incredibly easier than it sounds um, during these five days. So the uh, five day, no food at all, nothing actually at all, but water. Uh, water is not a replacement for me also. You know, I didn't sit down and just chug like a gallon of water instead of eating. I just drank when I was thirsty and that was about it. So it turned out I was probably drinking a little more than I typically do. I, I'm a good drinker. I drink quite a bit of water every day. Um, and I, I'm roughly estimating that I was drinking maybe about a gallon of water a day. You know, not, not, more, oh, than, wow. yeah, not more than that. So it is, you know, it is a decent amount of water, but it's not like huge amounts of water. Um, so I did this and, um, yeah, I um, didn't really feel much hunger for five days. Um, there were times where I was feeling a little hungry and I would have a sip of water out of my bottle and and um, that was it. I mean, surprisingly, that was fairly easy. I mean, I had I had heard like pretty bad stories, not stories, but people telling you, oh, day two and day three were so hard. And I was like, no, no, it was pretty, pretty simple. Uh, I wish it was more, you know, I had more uh, exciting stuff to say, but no, it is, it is pretty easy. And, uh, the hardest part to me <laughs> was, uh, watching other people eat like my family when they had uh, taco Tuesday, that was, pretty, oh, no. that was pretty tough. My parents were here. My somehow I tell my wife first, don't tell my parents that I'm doing this five day fast thing because they're going to tell me I'm crazy. They're going to ask me a million questions. They're going to tell me that it's not healthy. So I, right. to I told her, don't say anything. That was Tuesday. And then she's like, all of a sudden, you know, I was in my office. My parents were uh, in the living room and my wife comes. She's like, oh, I invited your parents to stay over for dinner. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, but I, I told you not to tell them. I'm going to have to tell them now that, <laughs> oh, oh, and we're making taco night tonight. I'm like, gosh, so not only that, but you're eating tacos. Thanks gonna, for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was so pissed, man. I was so pissed. So one, I had to tell my parents, uh, which they took pretty well uh, because I think they had they had seen like documentaries or something about it, so they knew about it. So they they were not against it, which was good. Uh, but the hard part was that I had to sit down and watch them like eat um, tacos. Uh, <laughs> what I was just, you know, on the couch, like looking at them and typing on my computer and talking to them a little bit. That was pretty tough. And the other tough part was Friday night. My wife was in London, so I was alone with my kids. Oh, and I, uh, I had to make them dinner. And <laughs> you was, had to make food that you couldn't eat. That's hilarious. Yeah. Sausage and stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> gosh, that's so hard. So Maybe hard. just one bite. Yeah. Maybe just one little bite. And uh, the other thing that's hard is not, okay, to me personally, it was not the hunger, but it was like the feeling of the taste of food. That's really what I missed the most. It's not like food in my stomach that I missed, but eating, like actually like chewing on thing and having different tastes in my mouth. That was pretty hard. Um, I really, I really, really missed it. Um Day, at the end of day one, I had like a mild, mild, like dull headache. I had it on day two. On day three, it went away, didn't come back. But on day three, I had like some weird like heart palpitation. My heart was like beating faster than usual. Ele elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so beating faster than usual. Um, I was getting out of breath faster than usual. And I got a little worried there for a little bit. And during the whole day, I was like, 
damn, maybe I'm going to have to stop, you know, like, I don't want my, I don't want my, my heart to stop on me like this. And then the next day I woke up and I was feeling better. And on Friday I was feeling, you know, not normal, but heart rate was almost back to normal. Uh, so I didn't have to stop. I went all the way through it. Um, what else? Um, what are the conclusion of it? Um, I lost 10 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I regained half of so far. So that was, I stopped like uh, Friday night. It's Monday night. So that was three days ago. Uh, I already regained half of it because I've been stuffing myself like a crazy mofo. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I just lashed out on Friday night. I was like, oh, I'm going to take it easy for my first meal. I'm going to have a little <laughs> soup, a little broth. And then I had a broth. And then I was by myself. My kids were in bed. And then they had pasta that night, actually. And there was this leftover pasta. I'm like, ah, oh, just a little bowl of pasta. And then I eat the bowl of pasta. And then there's another bowl of pasta. I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat it. And I eat it. And then there's a piece of cheese. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this piece of cheese. And then I had bought cro uh, croissants, croissants for my kids for the next day, for the morning. I had bought four of them. Well, it turned out I ate two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. I just, they, they were here and now they're not. Yeah. So I kind of stuffed myself on Friday night. And then Saturday, I took my kids to some park. And then we ate crappy food because at the park, there's only crappy food. Um, so I was not proud of myself for that. Um, so, I uh -huh. so I lost 10 pounds and I regained five. Uh, I'm below my target, my uh, weight goal, which is 170. Like this morning, I was right below this. I'm like, if I can stabilize here, which I think I will, um, it's good. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a win. And, uh, other than that, I didn't really feel anything very noticeable. Um, my skin felt like softer and clearer and my hair felt thicker, but I don't know if it gives me like a great advantage in life to have like thicker hair and smoother skin. And the skin thing already kind of went away already. That's funny. Like I'm touching my skin right now. It feels definitely different than it did last week. What about mental mental sharpness? Yeah, I was going to tell you about that. I didn't feel it. I know <laughs> like a lot of people when I read. Does that make it, you feel bad saying that? You're like, ah, I feel like I should be smarter, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, damn, I wanted to feel that. You know, like I wanted to feel this mental sharpness and this extreme focus that a lot of people described. And I didn't. Um yeah, so that's some, like this alone. I'm like, yeah, that's probably, I'm not, probably not going to do this again. You know, like I, I wanted to experience this and I didn't. So I, that was kind of disappointing to, uh, to me. I was not feeling overly tired. I, and I went along with my days as I normally did. So taking care of my kids in the morning, taking them to school, coming home, working, doing my 9,000 steps. I mean, doing ev exactly everything. I was doing, except on Wednesday when I have, um, actually on Thursday, the day after I had my heart, like elevated heart rate, I started reading a little bit about it. And then some people said, you should take it easy when you're doing this fast, you know? So if you're working at a standing, standing desk, maybe you should sit down. I'm like, oh, I'm working at a standing desk. Maybe I should sit down. And I sat down and I took it a little more easy, but still doing, you know, my steps and everything, closing my rings on my Apple watch. So I, I did everything I I normally do. Um, yeah, but not feeling, not feeling more tired. Um, if anything, on one day, I actually woke up at well, five in the morning. I was ready to go. I had six hours of sleep or something or seven hours of sleep. Five in the morning, I'm like, 
ready to go. Let's go. Let's do this. Got my computer, got some work done before my kids got up. And then, you know, then went on with my day. Um, but yeah, normal sleep, normal uh, energy level, pretty much normal everything. And uh, But I'm telling you, like the hunger thing is the craziest thing to me. I'm sometimes hungrier during the day than I've been during these five days. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, when you're really hungry, like you're like, oh, I need to eat something right now. I need to eat something right now. Well, I didn't experience that once in the five days. And that's super surprising to me. So I don't know if it's because my mind was set on it. And even though last week I told you, oh, I'm, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I'm going to be making it. In my head, I was like, I'm going to make it. Like I, will, I was downplaying it. I was like, I, I wanted to lower expectations. But in my head, I was like, there's no way I'm giving up. I'm doing this thing. Especially when I got a day three, I was like, there's no way I'm stopping. I, I got to do this. The only way I'm stopping if, if, is if my heart is really crapping out on me where I, you know, I have to uh, for the sake of my own health. But uh, I, I, I wanted to do it. So my mind was set on it. And, I, and that might be why I didn't feel super hungry or why it wasn't hard for me to do uh, these five days. But, um, but I'm glad I did it, you know, from a health perspective. I, besides losing the 10, po- 10 pounds, which maybe if I hadn't stuffed myself all weekend, I would have regained half of them. I would have stabilized a little more. Um, that was great for that. Um, um, but other than that, you know, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't think I would do it again. I might do like 24 hour fast, you know, maybe eat tonight and don't eat until tomorrow night or something like this. But I'm not doing five days anymore because, like, I I just missed food, like the taste of food, way too much to do this. But I already decided that my next challenge, personal challenge, is going to be to be a, a vegetarian for a week. And some people told me being doing it for a week is kind of weak, so I would have to do it for a month, really. Um, but doing it for a week would be pretty good already for me because I have a hard time eating veggies and I'm a meat lover. Um, so I feel like in in a few weeks that's going to be my next challenge like just 100 percent veggies no fish no meat no bread no anything you know no anything crappy like that so that's going to be the next challenge and of course i'll let you know about it when i do it nice i'm wondering if there is you talked about how how stark the difference is in when you go five days without eating versus when you know, like you ate pretty recently, but you're super hungry and you got to eat right now. I wonder if there's something in the body that that initial hunger is just almost like a freak out mode. Like, uh oh, we need food this instant because we feel like there may not be food forever. But if you're going a longer term not eating, it's almost like the body realizes that it's already moved on to the reserves. Like it, there's initial freak out phase and then it just reverts to whatever fat reserves it has to kind of stabilize itself out it's like okay well we got a bunch of reserves here we'll be fine for the next couple of days yeah i wonder if that's how the body looks at it it's interesting you know it's just an interesting topic on how your body reacts to not receiving food because you've probably eaten every day for your entire 30 plus years of life yeah yeah and what you mentioned is interesting because on friday night when i started eating again i took a pause you know i just stopped myself nonstop. i ate something and i took a pause and then I started being hungry again, but really hungry. Like all of a sudden, I put food in my stomach. And five minutes later, I have the, like a very strong feeling of a hunger 
that I hadn't, I hadn't felt during the five previous days that I didn't have anything at all in my stomach. And the next morning, on Saturday morning, when I woke up, when I got up, like, again, like, I was feeling very hungry. Like, I need to eat something now. And again, that was a feeling of hunger that I had not experienced during the five previous days on empty stomach. So there is like some triggering mechanism, as you were explaining, um, and your body, you know, is like, eh, we need more food. Let's, <laughs> we need more food. Like, we don't need it, but come on, give it to us. There is, there is like some sort of triggering mechanism where your body thinks it might need the food, where it doesn't, or as soon as you give it some, it wants more food. Uh, I'm not sure what's the explanation here. Uh, here is, but I, I'm sure there is a, a good one for it. And um, one that might be tricking, you know, like this is what tricks people eat, into eating more probably and being and turning into fat people. You know, like, oh, I'm hungry. I need to eat more. Well, no, like like this hunger that you're feeling is just a piece of information. It's actually your brain misleading you into believing you need more food, but you really don't. You really don't. You can totally do without it. Right. Well, yeah, I look forward to hearing about your next challenge. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. When you said uh, vegetarian, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I should try to go in on that with it. But I'm like, ah, I like I like meat way too much. I don't think I could do that for a month. Yeah, I told my wife that like, the hard part would be like to cook the veggies. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how to cook first. I hate cooking. I hate making food. But I'm like, what, what would I eat every day? Like... <laughs> What am I going to do? So I'm thinking maybe buying like a bunch of like frozen bags of, you know, prepared frozen veggies, you know, like with like some sort of uh, herbs and stuff, you know, the different um, condiments and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know how I'm <laughs> going to do this, but there has to be an easy solution because I'm not going to be like uh, peeling my carrot, peeling my carrots and be like, Siri, can you play the music at 70% level, please? I can't hear you from the kitchen and like cutting my carrots and... <laughs> No, not going to happen. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a there's a lot of like slow cooker and and crock pot type recipes where you can literally just set vegetables in and forget about it, you know, and it would it would do its thing for a couple hours and you'd be ready to go. Yeah, but the thing with veggies or with anything with any food you prepare is you have the to prepare with, it. <laughs> the thing with veggies is you got to eat them. <laughs> no, you, you have to prepare them. And like there's the peeling and the cutting into pieces and stuff. And uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I know I'm not into it, but um, when I set my mind to it and maybe like develop or develop uh, big air quotes around develop a meal plan, um, probably just like five bags of frozen food, <laughs> frozen veggies from the store. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, then I'll do it. I'll do it. It's probably good for you too. I mean, I mean, and without a doubt, it's good for you to go and not eat meat for a certain amount of time. Well, cool. Do we have, uh, anything else to add or, uh, shout outs or anything like that? Uh, no. Do you have anything to say? Because I feel like I've been talking for an hour and 10 <laughs> minutes nonstop now. Well, you, you got the home pod and you did the fast. So yeah, I just kind of, uh, went along for the ride. No, nothing here. Uh, obviously I don't plan on getting a home pod anytime soon. I've got, I'm looking at three pretty big Bluetooth speakers on my desk right now. So <laughs> I can't imagine trying to add another one to the bunch. If it ever became, if it ever went on sale, um, you know, I think I posted, it was either on Twitter or on Slack. I talked to a buddy at Apple and they said they're doing, uh, 
they're going to have uh, – they get them for 50% off. I, they only get one. You can only buy one at this for the entire year. But uh, same with as they did with the Apple Watch. They said, we'll let you buy one for 175 bucks. So at that price, it would definitely be worth it to me. Um, so are you, to, are, are you saying that check it out. are you saying that one employee from Apple who doesn't want a uh, HomePod should contact you and offer a HomePod at <laughs> half price? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, because even you know I just bought these AirPods and I don't know. Even then, I'd feel like I was kind of not throwing money away, but ah, I should probably. That's probably not a smart purchase for me right now. So HomePod's kind of in the distance a little bit, uh, and in terms of uh, well, okay, in terms of health. Uh, I haven't tried any like fasting or anything. Well, I guess I've still been doing, I've been doing pretty good with my, uh, I try not to eat past noon and then I don't eat until, you know, I don't eat breakfast. I eat at noon the next day. So at the minimum, it's a 12 hour fast and I've been holding okay to that. Uh, I, uh, let's see, I made it to the gym to run three times last week. I try to go every day, but Mondays are tough because we do the podcast in the morning. Uh, I don't know if it was weather or what it, what the problem was on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, but then the last three days of the week, I made it. I, I could I could run every day. That's not a problem. I usually do between three and four miles a day. But it's the I go out with friends and I get food and then we drink beer and this stuff just feels like it just kills whatever progress you made in the gym. So at some point, I've got to kind of figure that out because. Uh, like last year, I would like to be in much better shape than I am right now by the time, you know, summer rolls around. And uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm doing good with the exercise part, not so great with the the eating part. And really, it's when I'm on my own, I'm fine. But it's when I get around a group of friends and, um, you know, when you have like every Wednesday, the local sports bar that we go to has pizza night where they have these incredible deep dish pizzas that are normally like 25 bucks. They do them a large for $10. It's like an incredible deal. And it's something that we, it's just kind of a ritual at this point. We do every Wednesday and it's, uh, I can't imagine skipping that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's where I'm at. Maybe, uh, you, you know, you do another one of these challenges and I'm going to start getting jealous. I'm going to be like, okay, I got to do something here. Maybe. Yeah. Veggie challenge. <laughs> the veggie challenge. <laughs> we just post, keep posting one up in each other on our veggie pics. <laughs> Look at this carrot. <laughs> Ooh, I beat you with my beat. Ooh, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that was pretty bad. On that note, <laughs> I, uh, think, <laughs> I think I'm going to get out of here, let you go, my friend. And I will see you here same time next week. Yeah, it sounds good, my friend. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll be here. Peace. <laughs> I beat you with my beat. <laughs> <laughs>